Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now, listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So, Come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? I am going to be flying solo a little special the next couple weeks here. So, uh, you know, most of you don't know this, but, you know, the solos are a thing that I am a human that has to be inspired to do. Um, so when I don't put out solo, sometimes I'll put out, uh, interviews on Fridays cause I just haven't felt inspired to do a solo. Um, so it, solos for me are really special. They're, they're the number one learnings that I come across in my life. So, uh, in, in the interest of me spending some time with the family, I'm taking the next few weeks off on solos, but I did what I wanted to do is I'm doing some of my classes, classics. These are some of my favorite solos. So, uh, this week, next week, the week after and the week after that on Fridays, we're, we're going to be doing some solos. Hope you enjoy them. These are some of my favorite all-time solos, classic Darius solos. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoy. What's up, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of The Greatness Machine. This is my solo for the week, and I decided in light of the economic turmoil that's going on out there, we're seeing Bitcoin under 20,000 right now. The markets are down. Dow just breached 30,000. S&P, what's it, around 3,600? I mean, we are just getting our teeth kicked in. And, you know, we've been through this crazy housing boom. Housing is not supposed to double up in a one or two year period. And we just have seen so much changes going on. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had a solo, might want to check that out, where I talked about how I don't think housing prices are going to drop and why I didn't think they're going to drop. Uh, in light of that, though, we have some new information around the monthly supply of new houses in the US. And the St. Louis Fed, if you go to fred.stlouisfed.org, you can check out what's called the MSACSR, and that's the monthly supply of new houses in the United States. So, uh, you know, I saw a video of Patrick Bet David talking about how inventory is going crazy and how 
all those Lambos that were, were not on the market are on the market now. And I, and I started doing, you know, I always do research when I hear some of the sensationalized, you know, talking heads out there talking about what's going on in housing and macroeconomics, just because I'm kind of a macroeconomic geek myself. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I've probably been nerding out on the markets for 25 years almost now. And uh, my last business was one of the largest servicers and lenders in the United States that I built with a few of my business partners. So I've managed hundreds of billions of dollars of uh, mortgages and got to nerd out on housing uh, selfishly because I was managing a huge portfolio and wanted to make sure that it didn't blow up on me. Um, having done that, though, I, I, I get to, you know, I, I feel like it's only fair. I could call myself an insider because I do get a lot of inside information uh, through both my network and through my own experience. And so when I hear stuff like, oh, you know, housing prices are going to come in 20, 30%, or, oh, housing was going to implode and the bubble's going to implode. I just, you know, call bullshit until I see the facts and I see the numbers. And so this one number stood out to me because I hadn't been watching the inventory. All, all you've been hearing is, oh, record low inventory, record low inventory. There's not enough inventory. We, we lost a decade of housing starts with the Great Recession. And all that's true. I'm invested in some single family funds where that's their whole pitch is, hey, listen, no matter what you want to look at short term, midterm and long term, we did not build enough housing and we have a housing shortage, regardless of what the short term looks like. And I think that's something we, we can all get comfortable with, which is, look, there was way less housing starts the decade after the Great Recession than we had during the Great Recession. And we don't have enough houses to house the population. So people have to do something. They have to live somewhere. Uh, and that's going to throw that macroeconomic supply and demand curve out of whack. So what does that mean for you? Well, if we look at these monthly housing uh, inventory numbers right now, they look a little sketchy. We're at nine months, nine months supply. And I'm going to share my screen right now. For those of you that are watching the video, you're going to be able to see my screen. So give me one second here while I share, share my screen. But, but the reality is, is when we have nine months of supply, right? When we look at something, we go, man, that's that's crazy. There's nine months of supply. That's That could be a problem, right? Um, uh, won't let me share my screen. Anyway, um, I'll put the link in the show notes, but you could check it out. We're at nine months supply. Just to put it into, into uh, consideration, if you look back in like 09, we were at 12 months supply, right? That was when there was a massive, massive oversupply. This is the highest supply numbers we've seen pretty much in the past decade. But let me just say this. I do not see it as an oversupply because we've built too much housing or there's too much housing. The reason there's been a supply shock, if you will, is because there's been a demand shock in the opposite direction. If you are a home buyer, you've been in the market the past two years, you got psychologically comfortable with a 3.5% interest rate or a 4% interest rate, or God forbid, you even got comfortable with a 2.5% interest rate. And so you were getting quotes on payments that were probably lower than what you're paying in rent. Now, all of a sudden, you're going out there. You still qualify for, the same, for, for a mortgage, but it's eating up five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000 more of your disp uh, disposable income because the rate's now six, five and a half, five point three seven five, six, six and a quarter. I saw um, last week the average mortgage rate in the United States right now is 6.37%. So at 6.37%, as opposed to a 3.5%, which is what was going on the last couple of years here, and even if you look back over the last 10 years, Rates were in like the threes and maybe low fours, as high as the fives. And but we're at, we're right now we're at you know close to a fourteen year high in interest rates, right? When you look back, the the last time rates were in the sixes was it was around two thousand eight. So um, that's that's unusual. And this, what I believe we see or seeing going on here is this is a very short term 
demand shock that's going to take some normalization. What I mean by that is if I was out there buying a house, expecting my payment to be 1500 bucks, and now you're telling me, it, no, Darius, it's not, or two grand, call it. It's not two grand. It's actually 3200 You know, I'm going to say, screw that. I'm not paying that. I'm not paying $500,000 more. Like I'll just keep renting because that's a little higher than what I'm paying for on rent right now. But we're going to see something happen over the next 12 months that, that people I don't think are ready for. And right now there's a gap in favor of the buyer. So it's a buyer's market. And the sellers, by the way, got used to having these higher prices. A house that was selling for call it, you know, $400,000 pre-COVID is now selling for six hundred thousand. Well, that that seller is not going to just list it back at four hundred. They're going to list it at six hundred, even though the real price may be five fifty or maybe five hundred. So we have a, a situation right now in microeconomics where the supply and demand curve is out of equilibrium. But as we know in microeconomics, supply and demand always goes back in equilibrium. Meaning, if demand does not show up, then supply will stay high and price is forced to drop. Um, I don't think we're going to see a ton of that. I think we're going to see a little bit of that. And I said that in my past podcast. I think we might see 10 to 15% price drops. Now, if you're in the ultra luxury market or second homes, stuff where people don't need to buy it, you may see 20, 30% drops. You maybe see 40, 50% drops. I don't know, depending on the market. That's not, I'm not too worried about that. Unless you're trying to sell one of those or buy one of those. But if it's me, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna, it's a buyer's market. I'm gonna negotiate. I'm gonna wait. I think that rates are gonna stay at this level, maybe come in a little bit, but I do think that rates are gonna stay at this level at least for the next, you know, six to 12 months when we have these inflationary issues. So if we have rates staying at these levels for the next six to 12 months, maybe 18 months, um, what's gonna cause these rates to go down, by the way, is a recession. And there's a saying in, in mortgage and in housing, which is bond traders dance on the grave of the economy. I'll, I'll repeat that one more time. Bond traders dance on the grave of the economy, meaning that when or, when or if a recession happens, we'll, we will see rates come in. We'll see people, um, you know, start to, you know, lower rates. The, 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 the Fed will be forced to lower rates uh, to try to stimulate the economy. Uh, we're not there. We're, the, we're, we're in a new world right now where the Fed's worried about inflation. So, you know, what are they doing? They're raising rates to try to slow down inflation, slow down demand. I've heard people call this demand destruction. But back to our nine-month supply in housing. So, well, Darius, what about nine-month supply in housing? What if it goes to 12? Uh, my answer is there is a disconnect right now psychologically between what a buyer can, is willing to pay in payment and what a seller is willing to sell in price. Why? Because the buyer got used to lower payments they were getting quoted from a year ago, and the seller got used to pay, uh, sell sales prices that they're being quoted and that they've seen over the past 12 months. So that psychology has to shift back to equilibrium, meaning. Buyers need to see that, oh man, I guess rate, these, these you know, rates are going to stay up. So if I want to buy, I'm going to need to do something more than likely. Um, the other thing that they're going to start to realize is that rents are going to start to increase. Um, when you have these higher, you've had a lot of real estate deals, by the way, go down in the past few months, or if rates on multifamily are going to go up, they're going to have to raise rates in commensurate. So I think we're going to see um, rents start to go up. Uh, the other reason I think we're going to start to see rents going up, I was talking to a really good friend of mine, Eric Bramlett, here in Austin, and we were talking about the rent moratorium. You had a rent moratorium during COVID, and so rents got held artificially down because the government's basically said, hey, look, uh, people, you don't have to pay rent you know, if you can't afford it. So uh, you're going to see that come back. The rent moratorium obviously has gone away. People are now going to start raising their rents. Uh, commensurate with what may have happened if had that not happened. And so if I'm a buyer and my rents are now starting to go up, 
it will make more sense for me to maybe pay up a little bit if I can afford it to afford that higher mortgage. And the way it works in mortgage land is we don't give people mortgages they, they don't qualify for. You need to have a max 43% debt to income ratio, meaning no more than your gross 43% of your debt income of your assuming net income, a gross income can go towards your mortgage debt. And that includes taxes and insurance. Um, they also look at re revolving debt, your consumer debt, your car loan, stuff like that. So no more than 43% can go. So even you may not want to pay the higher payment, but the reality is if you qualify for it, your rents are going up, then what we're going to see is that buyers are going to start coming back and, and, and they're going to get used to the new norm, which is, hey, three and a half, I missed the boat on three and a half, four and a half, five and a half percent, rates are six. Uh, this is the new norm. On the other side of that, as people put their houses on the market, that if people need to sell, they're going to say, "Man, you know, I, I really want to sell my house, and like no one's no one's paying six hundred grand. I'm going to lower it to five, five fifty, five. They're going to have to lower it until the demand shows up. And what we're going to see is probably a meeting in the middle where that payment that was two grand went to three grand. Now it's twenty six hundred. Well, the rent went up from two grand to twenty three hundred. So the buyer will get off the fence and say, "All right, you know, it's not that big of a difference." The seller is going to say, oh, I can't get the 600K. I thought I was going to get, I'm going to get the 525 now. And we're going to, and we're going to see that, you know, a 10% drop in, in some of those markets to commensurate with, with where, what a buyer's want to pay. And at the end of the day, a market is what a, someone's wanting to sell something for and what a buyer's wanting to buy it at. And that's where we meet. And we make a market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius from Shazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. 
This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So I think this nine-month surge is really short-term. Um, and just so we're clear, you know, Major economists in housing say that five to six months of housing inventory is a healthy housing market where you see moderate price appreciation. So at nine months, that's a buyer's market, meaning that you know there's more supply than there is uh, a market to take it off out of the market, and and it, it's going to mean that we're probably going to see some softening in prices. Now that's very regional. I think again, going back to the podcast I did a few weeks ago. I, I don't see that there's going to be this massive adjustment in uh, prices. People just will not sell their homes. We used to see this in San Francisco when, when I lived there, when the housing market softened in 08, 09, 10, yeah, just inventory went down. So that's going to be something that also forces the inventory down is people that were trying to sell to get top dollar that really aren't interested in selling, they're going to take that inventory off the market. So I think you're going to see this is a short-term blip, this nine-month supply. I think it, it may go up from here a little bit short-term, but I think six, 12 months from now, we're going to see it back at four or five months. Buyers are going to be willing to, the people that weren't really willing to sell at the lower prices will take the homes off the market. Those who do need to sell are going to be forced to probably soften their prices and buyers are going to have to step up and make a higher payment. And I, and I truly believe that that is what we're looking at uh, from a macro perspective. So when you start to see some headlines of record inventory, the other thing I want to mention is They'll say housing, you know, housing purchases are down 50% or mortgage applications are down 50%. Let's just get something clear here. They were up 100% during COVID. Massively, massively up. We saw that uh, for refinances right now are down 75%. Well, yeah, because they were up 100%, up 200% from, from normal levels. So, you know, going up 100% and then coming back 100% where you, you are where you started. So don't believe the hype, you know, look into the numbers a little bit. When I see shit like that, I'm like, this is bullshit. This is clickbait. You know, yes, we do have record high mortgage interest rates in the past decade. And yes, we do have short-term high inventory, which is maybe record high. But I think this is just a knee-jerk reaction to people's psychology. And um, fundamentals at the end of the day will show up, which is people that can afford to buy that want to buy will buy. And people that need to sell will sell. And markets always re return equilibrium as we learn in microeconomics. Price will go down in some markets and people that don't want to sell at those lower prices will take their homes off the market. And people that do will, then they will sell at those lower prices if they need to. Um, and the buyers will buy. And if, and if we have upper pressure in rents, which a lot of people are expecting in multifamily, that's going to put pressure on buyers 
to not be able to compare their lower rents against a mortgage payment. They're going to say, well, shoot, it's not as much savings as I thought it was. So maybe there is an advantage for me to buy. So that is in a nutshell what I'm seeing. Um, I'm going to do another solo next week on the truth about inflation part two. So stay tuned, check that out. And listen, if you lo- if you like this episode, uh, share it with friends. Um, I really appreciate uh, getting to, to kind of give my commentary. I read a lot about what's going on in the markets. So I'm kind of nerd out on a daily basis. And when I see stuff that I know is misinformation or, or clickbaity or hypey, you know, my natural reaction at this point is, hey, I, I want to go and give my perspective because I am armed with a lot of experience in this area and look at the stuff on a daily basis and then the average person may not. So um, I decided that, you know, kind of given the times we're in that I'm going to just be spending more time in my solos giving some perspective with the data in mind. Uh, I'm not going to just cherry pick the data. So I could have said, oh my God, the housing market screwed. We're at nine months high. This is a record. We haven't seen levels like this since 2011. You know, back then, like we all know what that looked like and you better sell your house um, or you're screwed. Your house is going to go down 30%. You know, house, housing bubble about ready to burst. That could be the headline for this um, for this podcast if I wanted to be like the other dipshits out there. Um, but I'm a, a evangelist against dipshit behavior. And for me, it's about knowing the facts and understanding the facts and being a voice of reason uh, with facts armed next to me. So um, there you go. There are the facts as I see them. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll talk to you guys next time. Peace out. We love you. You are listening to The Greatness Machine and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, 
and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.